All right, so today I'm shooting a podcast for a very large company who is um, across the Midwest, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Nebraska, uh, some in Colorado. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty excited to be working with it. It's medical based. I can't really release the name because um, it's just I can't be there, my client. Um, But so today I'm going to be shooting some videos, releasing some pictures, talking about the setup setup of the podcast pretty much what I'm gonna do uh, it's pretty pretty simple but some people you know maybe you're aspiring to do a podcast and uh, maybe you're trying to figure out you know how would I do a long-form podcast you know post like uh, or uh, apps and different things like anchor only allow me to do five minutes well anchor actually lets you upload I believe long form in the web or on the website excuse me um, on the website I think you could upload your audio files so that means that you could actually do some more editing and some more branding on it adding some different things background music stuff like that uh, intro music all that kind of stuff me I'm not too fancy because I'm on the go this is the fastest way for me to produce something that's audio content um, so I don't really get too fancy and I get in to anchor and using using the uh, the preludes uh, the call-in feature all that stuff it just works for me um, but if you're a long-form person you're gonna produce a long podcast I suggest you doing some things like what I'm gonna do today a very low shoestring budget unless you don't already have like a MacBook or a laptop or something like that you'll need a some fundamental things one you'll need a mic uh i purchased a blue yeti microphone uh it's a condenser mic and it's a dynamic um you know it's got multiple settings i think it was about 130 bucks off the website nothing too fancy but at least enough quality to actually give a studio type recording so 130 bucks gets you a nice good mic it's usb so it interfaces with your laptop or your desktop um the second thing you need is maybe you know uh probably some kind of software i'm mac I'm Apple guy, so I use GarageBand because you have the ability to manipulate the um, to manipulate the levels and different things like that. Now you could go from a microphone to a mini soundboard uh, if you have multiple mics. So let's say you have a show that you're going to be interviewing people and stuff like that, um, you know, and you want multiple mics for your guests, different things like that. What I would do is take those microphones, run them through a little mini soundboard, one, two, three, or four channel, and then have a line out uh, to the laptop recording into GarageBand uh, or some other software like that. if you go to Blue Yeti's website, they have some suggestions on softwares to use to record your podcast uh, or interview or anything like that. Now, what I'm doing is a little bit of a uh, spin to it because I hate to waste the opportunity. We're going to record audio, so I think it's very apropos to not have or to it's very apropos to shoot video as well um, because then we could put it as a long-form piece of content on YouTube um, you get to see people's faces so I'm using a DSLR camera on the guest I'm using a, another camcorder on the host um, and then we're going to use a central camera uh, to capture the room um, just for dynamic editing uh, different shots so it doesn't get mundane or boring uh, just you know different different angles different things we do so uh, 
the way I edit everything. I'll put that file into Final Cut. I'll pull those video files into Final Cut. I'll match the audios up so the lips aren't moving past the audio and then publish for long form video. Uh, this is the basic way to do it. Uh, if you have any questions, reach out to me, maybe call in a uh, very simple hack. I think you can do it and happy podcasting and happy content documenting. Hey guys, how are you? Hope you're doing well. Um, just wanted to jump on here, talk about Facebook, a little bit of marketing, um, different things like that. Uh, I get so caught up in the building of, of the campaigns and doing right for our clients. Uh, it, I forget to celebrate the wins, to celebrate the good stuff that happens. Uh, so I'm going to talk about uh, one in particular that we have just had tremendous success with. Um, we, are, we have a client who is in the medical field. Um, who uh, is doing regenerative medicine. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. But uh, they are putting on seminars to educate the public on what they do, basically. If you want to break it down, that's what they're doing. And it's a entry point to get to talk to people face-to-face, one-on-one, build a relationship, maybe even get some insight as to what they're going through as the potential customer or patient um, and uh, ultimately possibly even set up surgeries or different things like that, whatnot. So I have been preaching the fact that every single business should be spending their dollars more on Facebook than anywhere else. It's truly not the case right now. A lot of people are still bought into big radio, big TV ads, newspaper, all this stuff. And granted, it still has a little bit of ROI. Um, You'll see the needle come up. You'll see the graph spike uh, when you hit a a preliminary uh, campaign or you do a press release. That's great. But I think the long haul and the driver should be right now Facebook. Uh, I'm just looking at the stats of this particular campaign. Ran for one week. The budget was not huge at all. They have basically room enough to probably accommodate 30 to maybe 40 people. I want to say 30 comfortably in one of these seminars. Um, We did a campaign We found out who their customer was, who were the people that were already coming in the door uh, for the procedures, mapped those people into the interests and the behaviors of others like them on Facebook, and ran ads talking about uh, the seminar. We showed a before and after and uh, pictures. We didn't do video. We literally just did flat pictures, Um, not polished pictures, no Photoshop. The only thing that was done to them was slapped a before and after uh, title on top of them. And that was it. Uh, We ran it. They spent $117, got 29 people to sign up for their uh, seminar not including the people who are uh, called in. Just This is just Facebook. They booked out. This is ridiculous. People aren't paying attention to this phenomenal tool to get busy, to get leads. I know people who spend hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of dollars getting 29 real people to react to their content. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars. I'll go, I'll go there thousands 
to get 29 real people that gave them their information in exchange for other information and insight and just just the opportunity to talk. My friends, it's insane that if you're not running ads for your business, awareness, nonprofit, on Facebook, you are missing out. You are missing, 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 missing out. I'm telling you, go Google how to run ads on Facebook, learn, consume, be a practitioner. I promise you it's going to be a great payoff for you and your business. You just got to go do the work. And that's all that's separating you from some more customers, clients, or patients. Hey, everybody. I'm sorry I haven't produced a podcast episode in a while. I've been super busy grinding and building the machine for our um, digital marketing agency or media company, whatever you want to categorize it as. We're just people who are working for businesses producing marketing and telling stories on the platforms of attention people or where attention is spent today. Um, I just felt inspired. I'm on K10 right now. I just felt inspired to tell you a story about my, uh, one of my cool experiences being a AT&T sales rep, uh, in the store for cell phones. I, uh, recent, uh, this was maybe not recently. This was probably about six, seven years ago, eight years ago. I was an AT&T rep. I had a boss. His name was Casey Hobbs. Casey, if you're listening to this, man, I hope you're doing well. Maybe you'll hear this one day. I don't know. But uh, I remember I used to have a problem pocket dialing everybody. Everybody used to be. I mean, I just for some reason, my phone would always pocket dial somebody. I wouldn't lock it. I wouldn't, you know, I don't know what I did. But anyway, on this particular instance, I was on the floor, a older gentleman and his wife came in and I accidentally pocket dialed my boss. He wasn't there that day for some reason. And, uh, I pocket dialed my boss and I was holding my phone. I think, uh, in my hands talking to this older couple they came in and it was this was when iphone was just really big it just got launched we were in iphone 2 and iphone 3 i mean these were these were new you know back in the day you know (laughs) so uh i remember talking to this couple they said you know i just want a flip phone i just want this and this and that and you know i was very empathetic i wasn't a salesy dude i wanted to connect with people and really be like okay let me see what you need And then let me figure out, you know, how I can match that up and make you the best, the best deal for what you wanted. Um, So I always took the position of maybe you don't know what you want. You just know what you are comfortable with. Um, And this was just a, a, a conversational transaction. So we were sitting there, he was talking about this flip phone. He didn't want it to bend and, you know, break and all this stuff. And I was like, cool. You know, and and I always tried to make it a point to bring people to the iPhone uh, and sh- at least show them. You know, no non pressure. I said, "Hey, would you mind if I just showed you the brand, the best phone we got in the store?" And uh, I, it, because I truly believed it was the best phone, number one. So that helped. Number two, you know, letting them know, hey, if you don't if you don't want to see it, you don't have time. That's fine, um, but. If you want, if you want to take like a minute, I can show you 
this phone? They said yes because they were su they were super polite. You know, they were giving me I think some rope, <laughs> and so I took him over to the iPhone. And I mean, he was really heavy talking this flip phone. Like you know, it was one of those ones you could like roll over your car with it, and it still would be okay. You know, so he was like very. I need an iPhone or a, a flip phone like this, and. Uh, we went over to the iPhone. I showed them a couple things. I was like, you know, you could do a lot of this. This was back when you had to pay 30 extra dollars on your phone plan to get internet. Uh, and so that was a big hurdle to overcome. The iPhone cost like two, 300 bucks. It was a hundred bucks with a two year contract kind of thing. You know, so just talking to them conversation, it's like, well, what do you like to do? And they say, well, we take pictures. Well, you know, we do this and that. Facebook was just getting on, you know, and different things like that. And so I just showed them how some of the functions work, some of the games, uh, some of the utility apps that helped. And, uh, this guy eventually ended up buying an iPhone uh, from coming in straight in. I'm doing this. This is what I want to. Wow. I'm glad you showed me that because that makes sense. And that's practical. You know, I think when we start in sales and so my boss heard that whole thing, my boss heard the whole transaction and uh, he later told me or called me or something on later on. It's like, dude, you pocket dialed me again, but that was amazing when you when you sold that guy the iPhone and so um, you know I think when it comes to sales it's a connection point that you start building a relationship how do you not be salesy by not being salesy it's really simple so just a quick story hope you all have a good day I think a lot of times people try to put me in a box dude are you a businessman are you an entrepreneur or are you a youth pastor or a pastor or a minister um, the truth is I'm both um, I can't hide from both because I was brought up in an entrepreneurial home where uh, you know and, and myself my DNA I guess you could say way back when when I was a kid when I found out that uh, you know people would you know trade or pay dollars for baseball cards or you know selling bubble gum or you know flipping and making CD tapes you know in high school and installing car stereos and I just found ways to make make money because I thought it was uh, very very satisfying to be able to pull out your own pocket of cash and buy something that you wanted um, you know and of course my mom and dad through those years, you know, I, I, you know, I, I looked for shortcuts, uh, stealing things and different things like that. And I remember my mom and dad doing a great job on, uh, really just telling me, Hey, doofus, don't do that stuff. This was before we were big churchgoers and different things like this. Didn't really know God. And, you know, I remember at a young age stealing, uh, somebody's electronic device because I thought it would be cool. Um, and, uh, it turns out that, you know, my mom and dad sat me down, uh, the whole thing, you know, really changed and inspired me not to do, uh, any of that stuff anymore. It really set me straight. So then I looked for legit ways to make money, legit ways to do, uh, you know, to build something, you know? And at the same time, man, I got compassion for people. I know God has called me to be a, uh, not, I don't know if it's a voice, if it's in, in a role of standing in front of podium, because I, I know that I don't need to, 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 for my ego's sake, I don't care, right? I don't care if I have a congregation or I don't. 
I know God has called me to be a help, a motivator, a a support person for people. You know, if somebody needs prayer, if somebody needs, you know, maybe just business advice, I don't know, but I know I'm supposed to be there and be the light and maybe just share my story or my testimony with somebody that may help them get through the situation that they're trying to get through or bring clarity to something that doesn't really uh, make sense to them. You know, there's everything, my business or my ministry centers around people. As much as I can help people, I'm going to. As much impact as I can make, I'm going to. Honestly, the business, why I'm an entrepreneur, why I love it, because it gives me the flexibility and the freedom to pay my bills, but also do what I know I'm called to do. Some days I just spend time reading my Bible. Some days I just spend time jamming out on music. Some days I spend time, you know, ministering to people. Uh, Some days I just... You know, I, I, I pray every day, pray, you know, and so I think the flexibility, you got to do you, you got to be true to who you are. Don't put people in categories. Don't try to, don't, hey, Dell, you got business advice. Yes, because that's what I am. I'm in business for myself because I know that that's the mold that I need to, to, to take on. That's what fits me. But you got to ask yourself what fits you. You got to ask yourself, am I an entrepreneur or am I a great number two or number three? You know, uh, I've heard this expression a lot thrown around the industry. You know, number twos and number threes are great, happy. The number three at Facebook is making a ton of money, right? So you got to realize who you are. You get, don't don't be don't force yourself to fit something that wasn't made for you. And the way I know to find out who you are is really audit yourself against God, against God's word, against God's practices, the character. That's what that's what did it for me. I I couldn't have done it any other way. Uh, I would try to audit myself against celebrities or against big CO profile people, you know, and stuff like that. It just didn't work. What I found is through God's word, it gave me a light, a path and a clarity that I didn't have any other place that I, that I couldn't understand. And, um, you know, because it it wasn't, it wasn't to me. What I got out, what I got out of the Bible was a custom plan. Maybe you should read it sometime to see if it's got one in there for you.